Blog Talk Radio.
good morning, good morning, good morning. You know, I was um, praying and and speaking to God because it seemed like I was um, just wondering, okay, God, I know you have me on this road to healing, but I don't hear what you're saying you want me to speak about on Sunday. I know it's about the stages, but what else is it about? Well, this morning when he answered me, I can say I truly understood why he wanted me to wait before he gave me the clarity of what he wanted me to speak on and um, based off of some things that um, have recently transpired and even people that have been calling me to pray for them. It's it's amazing. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to see if there's anyone on the line that would pray for us on this morning, the service and the word that God has for us. Good morning. Thank you, God. Go ahead, Uh, (laughs) man. I'm here, Apostle Alex. Just moving a little slow this morning, but knowing that God is with me. And each step that we take, we can choose to take it alone, or we can choose to ask him for strength. And so we asked him for strength this morning. And we go to God knowing that he hears and answers prayers that are worshipped um, and are worshipped as we give it to him in authentic, truth selves and to him. So let's look to God and pray for me as I pray for others. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your blessings and your mercies that are new every day. Thank you, God, for this great creation that you have made just for us, for us to experience life. You made it for us, God, and we thank you. We thank you for this world, this universe, everything we experience is because of your gracious love, your unfailing love, your undying love, your love that does not compromise, loves us, but holds us to a standard. Thank you, God. Thank you for your standard. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your clarity. Thank you for direction and strength. Thank you for knowledge, God. Thank you for forgiveness as we bring ourselves to you, as we bring our minds, our hearts, and our feelings to you, God, and we put them on the altar and we ask you, God, to make us the vessels that you designed us to be. God, touch our hearts and our minds. Create us a clean heart. Renew a right Spirit within us. Help us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Renew our minds today, God. Renew our strength in us, God. Let us walk on wings. Let us walk in your strength. Let us walk in ways that we never even imagined. Let us walk with you as we hold your hand and as you lift us above situations and circumstances, as you lift us above pain and hurt, as you lift us above illness and disbelief, as you lift us above all those things that would keep us down, as you lift us, God, we thank you. We praise you and we magnify you, God. We ask you to bless this ministry, to bless Apostle Let God, as she goes before your saints, as she feeds your sheep as she ministers to the body of Christ. Strengthen her, encourage her to know she does 
hears me. She does have a connection with you. She is your servant and you love her. Thank you, God, for your love, your care. Thank you, God, for this ministry. Continue to bless. Continue to expand. Continue to expand your word and the good news that we can be saved if we simply confess with our mouth and believe with our hearts that Jesus is Lord. We shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray and give you the thanks. Amen and amen. Wow. Thank you, Minister Margo. God, I thank you for the confirmation and the very words that you had, Minister Margo, pray on this morning. Wow. Um, just to let you know, uh, Minister Margo, your uh, prayer was so prophetic. And um, I pray that every listener um, on today and the months and years and decades to come will hear the alignment of God with the prayer and with what he speaks on through me today. And God shall be glorified. And I'm just amazed at God and how he does things and how he orchestrates things. So I'm going to ask you to please be patient with me on today because God has put me on an assignment during this road to healing for myself to say a few things and speak a few things that will free a few, if only one, my God. Please hear the word of the Lord on today. Because this word today is concerning the listener. Don't assign it to someone else. But this word today is for you. God promised me that he was going to annihilate the spirit of anger that has hidden in so many people for so many years. That's right, you, me, and others. See, it appears that uh, on today when I'm going to be sharing what God has for us, that I'm going to be skipping around and talking about a few things, but one thing I want you to be assured of is orchestrated by God, and God allowed it. So eat the meat that's assigned to you today and throw away or put in a parking lot those things that may appear to be bones for you today. And I do mean today, because tomorrow it may be our meat, our strong meat, that he wants us to digest. My, 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 Father God, speak to your people on today. I thank you, God, for the honor of being the vessel that you speak and through. God, be glorified in your people, both near and far, for this is a global message of healing and wholeness on today. See, some people have said and even sang this song that I'm going to share with you to someone else or even thought about it while they were in prayer. And this song is, to me, it's a well-known song, but that doesn't mean it is. It's a song that um, Dionne Warwick had, had sang a very long time ago. It's a song that was remastered in 2006, but the words to this song 
that is called anyone who had a heart. It says anyone whoever loved could look at me and know that I love you. Anyone whoever dreamed could look at me and know I dream of you. Knowing I love you so, anyone who had a heart would take me in his arms and love me too. You couldn't really have a heart and hurt me like you hurt me and be so untrue I am to do. Every time you go away, I say, this time it's goodbye, dear, loving you the way I do. I take you back. Without you, I die, dear. Knowing I love you so, anyone who had a heart would take me in his arms and love me too. You couldn't really have a heart and hurt me like you hurt me and be so untrue. But what am I to do? Knowing I love you so, anyone who had a heart would take me in his arms and love me too. You couldn't really have a heart and hurt me like you do. I mean, she says this over and over again. But I want you to know, when you hear these words, it's like God saying to each and every one of us, how could we hurt him? Mm. How could we hurt him over and over and over again? And yet he take us back over and over and over again. See, a few days ago, God showed me the spirit of the overtake and the feeling of overwhelm and that it was running rapid. Ah, hallelujah. And that I was to pray for others. That the spirit of feeling overwhelmed was globally attacking the saints. My God. He showed me how so many were being attacked. And so he had me send out in a in a group text and write on uh, Facebook, uh, and it says, Father God, every attack of the enemy of our souls is a real strategy. It, it's not fake. You know, uh, we're talking about false gods and, and false this and fake this and fake that. But see, this enemy that we're seeing that's causing depression, oppression, suppression, manipulation, and sickness and disease and struggles and economic lack. It's real. It's real. It's real. See, somebody is looking at this and wondering, well, it's not affecting me. Oh, Job. (laughs) Oh, Job, just wait. Just wait. Or you may say, I've already been through this. Then pray for somebody else. Because he also had me write on Facebook about how so many people need to be careful and diligent about what they say and do and put on social media. Because people are quoting and sharing what you saying, even though they may not be giving you credit for it. And what you're quoting and what you're saying is influencing and impacting a people and a nation and their very walk, their social walk, their religious walk. It's being channeled, as they would say. It's being repeated. People are saying things and they're writing things and they're forgetting that we're all walking Living epistles read of humankind. And as I was praying and seeking God, 
he allowed me to see this worship video that Pastor Aziza uh, Morrison, that used to be a pastor of mine years ago, uh, when Apostle um, Weeks and Dr. Juanita Bynum had split this couple, um, Bishop Morrison and Pastor Aziza took over after them. And so on this video, there was an African and a woman and male, and they were worshiping God. Mm, their worship was so divine to me. Their worship was so connected to God, to me, where they were telling God and, and, and telling those that were listening, if I ever needed you, God, I need you now. And they would just say it over and over again. If I ever needed you, God, I need you now. And they said, I need you more than ever now, right now. God, you're everything to me. Mm. If I ever needed you, God, I need you now. So somebody, not just me, that's their testimony. God, if I ever needed you before, I need you right now. Right now when the the anger is running rapid and warm through my veins, God, I need you now. Because, see, during these past seasons, during these past years, we've had loss after loss after loss of life, but we've also had gain after gain after gain of life. But see, some of us were dealing with things that were like the drops of water in a bucket that appeared to just be dropping there. No impact. It was harmless when in actuality those drops were building. They were expanding. They were growing. The enemy was creeping in with depression, with anxiety, with worry. And some of us were very oblivious of what the enemy was doing, although this was a major onslaught of the enemy, his strategy was to creep in like a snake unknown. My God. These major losses in our lives and these small losses and disappointments in our lives of finances and of loved ones and of jobs and of worries and anxieties, good and bad celebrations and rejections and promotions and Passovers and gossipers and celebrators and loves and likes and, and covetousness and critics and, and feedback. It appeared to be nothing. But God wants to remind us, even in the midst of what the enemy is doing or trying to do, he has already declared that we're more than conquerors. He has already declared that we are the winners. We are victorious. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are the lenders and not the borrowers. God has already declared that he's going to get the glory out of this and that and everything else. Because, see, doing this road to complete wholeness and healing, he didn't say, that the road was going to be easy. He didn't say that there was going to not be any hard times. He didn't say that we weren't going to have any struggles and strains and, and challenges and heels and heels and, and, and things when we sometimes felt like we were up and sometimes we felt that we were down. These valleys, these losses, but yet these wins as well. Because, see, especially when we allow God to show us how to maneuver and navigate through the various things that we've been dealing with, with grief, 
of disbelief and shock and denial and guilt and pain and bargaining and anger and depression. The one thing we have to remember is that God allows it. So you're right. You're right. In these stages of wholeness and healing from God, your road is not my road. And my road is not your road. Many of the struggles and the strains and things that we're dealing with may be similar but yet different because many may be connected to relationships. Many may be connected to rejections. Many may be connected to promotions. Many may be uh, connected to that person that you're supposed to be in fellowship with or that you want to be in fellowship with. Many of them can be connected to how your mind, your heart, and your very soul are dealing with the matter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know many people say it's about the mindset. It's about the mindset. But let's go Bible in a minute. Let's remember that when we're dealing with stuff that we hear that goes into our ear gates and that we talk about, that many things are like little drops in the heart of God's people. Because, see, many of us forget about the issues of the heart that greatly influence us, that greatly lead us, that greatly impacts us. But, see, Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Nobody but God. Genesis 5, 6 and 5 says, The Lord saw that the wickedness, the depravity of the man was great on earth, and that every imagination or intent of the thoughts or his heart, I mean of his heart, were only evil continually. I said the Lord said this. I didn't say I said it. I said the Lord said this. Solomon and a few others had this to say. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. My God. Proverbs 12 and 5 says, the thoughts and purposes of the consistently righteous are just, honest, and reliable. But the counsels and schemes of the wicked are deceitful. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinks, ah, in his heart, mm, it doesn't say as he thinks in his mind, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In behavior, one who manipulates, he says to you, Eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you but it is begrudging the cost. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Matthews 12 and 33 says, The good man from his inner good treasures brings out good things, and the evil man from his inner evil treasures brings out evil things. Matthew 15 and 18, But whatever word comes out of your mouth comes from the heart. And this is what defiles and dishonors the man. Ephesians 4, 18 through 19 says, For their moral understanding is darkened, and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God, with no share in it this is. Because of the willful ignorance and spiritual Blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and insensitivity of their heart. And they, the ungodly, in their spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfilling and have given themselves over as a prey to bridal sensuality, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity, 
that their desires may demand. Well, when I saw how the young man played in his hair, and when I saw how he laughed and just appeared to have no remorse about the fact that his traffic violations and disregard for law had taken my sister away, I had to realize that I had to ask God to help me to pray for him, to pray for his salvation, to not allow the anger that was building up in me to cause me to pray for him in a way that would not be pleasing to God. Now, I don't know, as the song said, who hurt you and how many times you've been hurt, whether it was from infidelity or the loss of a loved one or whatever. But we have to understand that when we are hurting, healing, and angry, we have to guard our hearts in and through the word of God. Because our heart is the center of where our thoughts come from. Our hearts are the center, the place where the enemy creeps in by planting various deceptions, by planting how we should react to the hurts, the disappointments. And how some of these things are done instantly and some of them are done gradually like drops of water in a bucket that overflow. The drops and the flow that cause a balloon to burst or the weight that causes a stick or even metal to break. Remember, That joke that you told that everybody thought was funny, but that one person that it was about, they was hurt. Remember that relationship that you had. It doesn't even have to be with a husband or a wife, but with someone, but you decided to add someone else into the relationship on your side, that infidelity, that embarrassment, that hurt that person that thought you two were in a relationship, a relationship just between the two of you. They didn't know that there was a side piece or a quarter piece or a wannabe piece or a right now piece that was added or that loan that you never paid back, being in backbiting that filthy conversation, that promotion that was given to someone and somebody else thought that it should have been there, so they felt rejected. Or that song or that situation or that quote that someone else took credit for when you know it was yours. It's happened to me many times where people will quote things and quote things and quote things that they know that I said. One of the things that I want to bring to your attention that you may not know was I once had a leader. He was what we call the command sergeant major of the medical center. And he said to me, he said, um, Cecilia, when I share this process that you created from scratch and that you developed, he said, the first couple of times that I share it, I'm going to give you credit. He said, but after that, I'm not going to mention you at all. So I'm letting you know 
that I'm going to eventually credit for what you've done. He said, but your name will always be in there as the original founder of it, but my name will be added as the person that is putting this in place, which will eventually overshadow the work that you've done. And when he said it, it hurt my feelings. But I realized that whenever I speak, whenever I preach, whenever I teach, God must get the glory. Because just like that star major let me know that eventually he was going to weed me out, I cannot, I will not weed out God. When you get to the other side of this healing and this wholeness, make sure you're still saying God did Make sure as you go through the various stages, you're still saying, God did it. Make sure that as this anger that's on the inside of you that's coupled with the brutal or the traumatic loss of a loved one or the divorce or the various things that you've dealt with on this highway to healing, whether you're dealing with micro inequalities or you're dealing with micro inequities or you're dealing with micro aggressions or you're dealing with this and that and that and this, every time God takes you to the other side of it, please remember to declare that God did it. Some people think that when they are saying that God did it, that they're taken away from what they've done. And you should, because as he increases, we need to decrease. And as what we say and do aligns with what God is saying, we realize when we're trying to be known or want people to know what we said, that it's back to what Apostle Sandra Thomas used to call stinking thinking. Others call it warfare between God and the devil and how the devil will take what God has done and try to make us appear to want to be accountable and responsible for what God gave us. Question. This is to the redeemed of the Lord. Do you want to receive acknowledgement and recognition on this side of heaven or when you see God? Ah, get Ah, God, I thank you. I Do you want the temporal satisfaction of what man gives you? Or do you want the everlasting, eternal recognition of God? See, even in God's uh, humanity, for which we see uh, in Jesus, it's not about a race. It's not about what race you are, ethnicity of uh, you are, but it's about being a part of that human race that's a part of God. Many of us have forgotten the importance of God recognizing us, of God valuing what we did. But if we keep getting recognition on this side, that means that God isn't getting recognition on this side. Ephesians 53, verses 3 through 10, talks about how Jesus was rejected, 
how he was acquainted with grief and how he was despised and how he was stricken and afflicted, how he was wounded for our transgressions and abused for our iniquities, how he was slaughtered and yet silent, how he was just judged for our transgressions, but he kept silent. This is what Jesus did. He's our example. He took upon him everything that we did and everything that we said so that we could be the redeemed of the Lord. He was virgin born, so he wasn't uh, where he was like us being human born. But although he was tempted, he passed the test. Although he was of man, he was yet of God. See, it's important, it's imperative that we understand the humanity of Jesus, that yet in his humanity, he bore our sins. Yet in his humanity, he was robbed of his kingdom kingship. As the son of the living God. He was robbed of all of those things that were his because he loved us so much. He could have been angry and wiped out the very creation that his father said it was good. And he came back and said it was finished. But see, when we lose our focus, and having a focus means to have directed attention or emphasis on the center of something, and we get distracted, which means when something prevents us from giving full attention to something, it's a diversion, it's something that agitates our very emotions. See, when we allow something to distract us, we lose our direct attention to that for which God has appointed us. And then when we allow that to happen time after time after time, we become overwhelmed. And to become overwhelmed means to be buried or drowned beneath a huge mass, to be defeated completely, to give something too much attention, to have strong emotional uh, uh, feelings about something to the point that it overpowers us, my God. And see, when we lose our focus on the assignment that God has given us, we become overwhelmed. God did not tell us that in our health, we would not have challenges. We would not have hereditary things that happen. Because, see, we can get good news about our health, but we could also be given bad news. And some of it, we're saying, but I never did this, I never did that. Well, it was hereditary. Some of us are saying, well, based on the economic status of America, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that. But even while you're dealing with this or that. God will tell you to bless somebody. God will tell you to go shopping and buy this or that for someone. God will tell you to still put something away to save. God will still tell you to be a person that's a giver and not a taker. God will even tell you to call that person out that's exploiting others. God will even let you know that even though you're looking at your finances and there's bills for bills for bills, taxes for taxes for taxes, and you're yet looking at your finances and saying, well, my T accounts aren't adding up my incomes and my assets and my liabilities and my debits, they're not doing what I need for them to do. My 
social this and my social status there, the business that I have, the entrepreneurship, bills for bills for bills will make you forget about what God told you to do with that money he gave you. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got utility bills. You got vehicle notes. Yeah, you got to fill up the car with the gas. Yeah, you got repairs. Yeah, you got children. And, and, and if you don't have children, you have a spouse. Yeah, you have, uh, if you don't have a spouse or two, yes, you got a niece, a nephew, a sister, a brother. Somebody, some police then pulled you over and gave you a ticket. Yep, you got to buy food. Yes, you have tuition or you had tuition and books and weddings and rings and dresses and receptions and vacations and more and more. Yes, you've lost that uh, loved one through a marriage or death or or you gain that loved one through marriage or, or birth. Yes, 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 this person had a wedding and there was all types of expenses and this and that and invitations. Some people you could invite and others you couldn't. Yes, 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 you had a wedding party and you had to decide what size it, it was going to be. Yes, you had a reception, a honeymoon, a vacation and your children and the lawyers and this and that. All of these things are going on. Yes, yes, yes. The children cost. Yes, it was, some people had singles. Some people had multiple births. Some people had no births. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you're working one or more jobs. Yes, you're not getting what you think you should get for your hours or your wages. Yes, yes, yes. That person got an award. This person got an award or a bonus. Yes, yes, yes. That person was evaluated uh, based off of what you told them to do because they did credit for. They took credit for it. Yes. Yes, yes, you're not being treated the way you need to be treated. Yes, 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 the school, the tuition, the grades, the evaluations, the research, the travel, the moves. Yes, 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 the education uh, versus if you should go to college versus if you should take a trade. Yes, if you should use your street knowledge versus your experience. Yes, but did they celebrate you? Did they not celebrate you? Did they reject you? Yes, they gave the people street credit and prison credit, and you came back and you had all types of degrees, and they never even acknowledged you. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody told you you wasn't the next Vanna White. Yes. Yes, yes. Somebody is is rich and somebody is poor and somebody is in between. Yes, somebody has religion and somebody doesn't have religion. Yes, somebody had to move. Yes, somebody had to go to a family reunion. Yes, somebody had to be celebrated. It's this and that and that and this. But whatever, whenever you're dealing with things, the enemy will creep in. And he will try to get you into depression. He will try to get you to focus on the pains that you're feeling, the isolation, the loneliness, the disparities, the emptiness. Yes, that's his job. Yes, God is saying you're more than a conqueror. Yes, God is saying you're going to make it through the various stages of loss. And yes, somebody got through it instantly, and somebody's still going through it two years later. Yes, somebody's still dealing with the hurt from 50 years ago. Yes, someone is still not accepting the loss of that loved one. Someone is still in disbelief. Someone is still in denial. Someone is still in guilt. Yes, someone is still in bargaining. Yes, someone is still in anger. Yes, someone is still in depression. But your road to healing and wholeness is not mine and it's not theirs. And theirs is not mine and it's not yours. But as we go through this road to healing, things will come and things will go. And yes, some of the things in this message today was bone for you. And you can put it over in the parking lot because tomorrow is going to be strong meat for you. Because somebody on today needed to hear about the humanity of Christ. Somebody on today needed to know that there were little drops in a bucket that the enemy of our soul was creeping in to cause depression and anxiety and worry and disappointment. And yet the good things of the celebrations and the promotions were also causing feelings of overwhelm. 
I have two beautiful twin granddaughters. But yet, there are things connected to their birth and them being here that have also caused me disappointment. But guess what? God said that I'm more than a conqueror. God said that I'm a lender and not a borrower. God said that I'm the head and not the tail. God said, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. God said that I am the redeemed of the Lord. God said, God said, God said. So whatever God said is what I choose to believe. And I accept what God allows during this road to healing and wholeness. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But he is. And he's perfecting us. So if you don't say anything else, say God said, and to God be the glory. That's all I have. I'll turn the program over to um, anyone that would like to close it out with a prayer and make the announcements. And please share. Well, thanks to God. We thank God for that word. Uh, thank him for allowing us to look carefully at our situations and circumstances and understand that he is in control and he loves us. And because of his son and his son's experience inside of humanity, he understands and we can count on him. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the word on today. We thank you for blessing Apostle like Cecilia. We thank you for drinking her, giving her this word, because we all need to be healed. We all have some space that's broken. We all have some areas that need to be soothed. We all have something that we might be holding on to that God would relieve us of if we would simply submit it to him, if we would simply surrender it to him and ask him to have his way in our lives. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you for your correction. (laughs) And thank you for your everlasting love. So on today, as we move into our week, we thank God for another Sunday broadcast. We thank him for all that through this week, knowing he has already gone ahead in time and made the way. So whatever we are facing, we don't have to face it alone. We know our Father is with us. We ask you to remember, listeners, to please be with us again next Sunday morning to listen to the Word of God, to explore and investigate with us what God would have us to do as his saints and as his children. So every Sunday morning at 9.30 Central Standard Time, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, please tune in and be with us to hear Apostle Lex Cecilia Kaiser as she comes to us from the Word of God. You're always welcome to be with us. And then on Monday evening, we also have Blog Talk Radio and Facebook Live where Minister Renee Kaiser-Wright is our host. And that is every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where she hosts different ministers 
and different teachers and those who have information to share with the saints, teachers and preachers and ministers. And so on this Monday, which is our fourth Monday, Minister Ron Montgomery and his wife, Missionary Tony Montgomery, will be coming to us, talking to us about kingdom families, what it means to be a family under the umbrella of Christ, to have God at the center of our family, to learn the strategies and the lessons that we need to know to show the world means to have God at the center of family. And then again on Friday, we will have another broadcast where it is 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is an evening broadcast, again, on Blog Talk and Facebook. And Minister Sylvia Kaiser-Wright, again, is our host. Please tune in with us, and we will see who she has to present. Either she will bring the word or she will have a guest minister to do so. So I'm being that I have covered all of our broadcasts as we go through this next week. Uh, Make sure that you are taking time to be with your father, God, on a regular basis, every day. Schedule him into your time frame. Have a prayer time where you go to him because we saw what Jesus did on a regular basis. He pulled away and he prayed to the Father, and so he is our example. So we thank God for that, and we ask you to remember our foundational scriptures, Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So know that God loves you. He hears you when you pray, and he wants to heal you completely. Allow him to do it. God be with you. Bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.